Good evening, and welcome to It Came From Beyond the Mic. I am your host, Cortez, and uh, honestly, I think you all deserve a bit of an apology. So I'm, I'm going to start with that. So I haven't put out an episode of this podcast in like two, maybe three months. And uh, I feel bad about that. I really do. But the holiday season came up and kind of threw all my shit off. I had made myself sort of a schedule. I was able to put out weekly content, though, you know, with varying success. Then my schedule was thrown off because my internet was uh, was out for a little bit. And then I was just like, well, it's the holiday season anyway. I'm busy doing other things. Uh, and then I just got lazy. Because when your schedule gets thrown off, your whole your whole groove is kind of fucked. At least for me. That and like... I don't know, just a bunch of other shit. So I want to apologize heavily to my audience that I have not put out an episode. However, this this is our first episode of 2020, the new decade. So I think there's something to be excited about. Like always, we're talking about them horror movies. And I got a, I got a weird one this week. So this, this movie is actually recommended to me by my friend Katie. It's called Escape from Tomorrow. Which, heads up, I'm just going to be talking about spoilers about literally everything about this film. I always do. Always talk about spoilers. And goddamn. Okay, so, for those of you who have never heard of this film, Edge of... No, sorry, not Edge of Tomorrow. That's a different film. Escape from Tomorrow. It's... It's one, like, thing that it's known for is that it was illegally filmed at Disney World. And it's like, oh, that's, like, the infamous thing. That's that's what we know it for. It was filmed at Disney World. Whoa. So, it's filmed at Disney World and Epcot. After watching the film, I was like, oh, it's Disney World and Epcot in Florida, I guess, or whatever. Oh my god, this fucking movie. Alright, this movie's pretty... I'm just gonna say, this movie's fucking bad. I feel like that's all it really has, is that it was recorded illegally at Disney World. Wow, that's so crazy. This movie has, like, nothing to say, and there is no plot. There are things that happen, and it's fucking rancid. Oh my god. Oh. <sighs> Where do I even start? I guess we'll start with our main character. His name is Jim. He's a dad. He has a wife named Emily, a son named Elliot, and a daughter named Sarah. I'm not really going to be talking about names too much. It's just, we're just going to talk about Jim, because Jim is a fucking tool. It's, the the basic premise, Jim and his family, they're on vacation, going to Disney World for a weekend, whatever the fuck, I don't know. And first thing we get from the film is Jim gets fired from his job and he gets that over the phone. He's like, oh fuck. So then that kind of puts a damper on situation, but he does not tell his family. He doesn't tell his wife. They're like, all right, whatever. We're going to go to Disney world. Yay. And it takes this movie so fucking long to like get good. And when it was good, it was good for like a second. I actually felt something for like three minutes and then it stops and then it's all gone. And then it's back to just, just cockamamie fucking just, I I, like, I don't want to be, too mean i guess i don't know i've never really been outwardly mean to a a film on this podcast before i mean i talked about what i liked and didn't like about it follows um i found value within that film but this film i don't fucking get it there's nothing there's i guess you could argue that there's value in this it's interesting but like i said all it has is that it was illegally filmed at disney world the story is a whole heap of nothing and there's no like message in fact, so I do horror movies. This movie, I guess, is a horror movie. It had, like, two seconds of something scary, but it's more surrealist, honestly, than it is horror. From what I saw, it's classified as, like, a fantasy horror, but I feel like it's really 
a fantasy comedy, maybe horror with like an inch of horror. Because the only horror that I found in this movie really was there in they were on the ride. It's a small world. And everyone's like, oh, it's it's a creepy ride. Whoa, everyone's creeped out by it anyway. But then there were shots of like the little animatronics and then they would they would put like scary faces on them for like a second. Like, oh, it has sharp teeth and like snake eyes for like a second. They did that. On a couple, di- they did that in like the small world ride. There was like a ride that was a boat ride, and that took place in like you know Mexico, fictionalized Mexico. They did that there, and then there was a girl who they gave her the face for like a second, and it's like, what is, what is that? And it was kind of like funny, cheesy, and I th- I thought it would be a precursor of like things to come because the first time they do it, it's like 15 minutes in the movie. I'm like, oh good, it's like kicking off already, good. But then immediately when they leave, it's a small world. Everything goes back to normal for like a long time. And it's basically just Jim, the dad, being fucking creepy for a lot of the movie. Because I'd say a big quote-unquote plot, saying this movie as a plot is very generous, but a big portion of this film is Jim, and he's with one of his kids, either Elliot or Sarah. You know, they alternate, but, like, his wife will watch one, he'll be with the other. It's just him pursuing these two French girls. And I didn't mention the French girls yet. You don't know the names ever. But it's these two French girls, and he is pursuing them throughout the park. And he's, like, you know, following them onto, like, the rides they're going on just to, like, gaze at them, I guess, because he's fucking weird. It's also implied that the girls are underage, because there's, like, a line his wife is like, don't you think that's a bit young for your age, Jim? When, like, you know, things start getting a little bit more climactic, you know, he's like, like, coming unraveled. But it's just so stupid. It's... (sighs) This film is batshit crazy, too, because... Fuck, I don't even know where to, like, go with this film because this film makes no sense to me. This film wants... I Okay, truthfully, I don't know what this film wants, but here's what I feel like it wants. If it wants to be serious, if it takes itself seriously, it wants to be the kind of horror movie where it's like, oh, this is how the horror horrifying situation will affect the family and deteriorate their mental health, and then they turn on each other, and it's like, oh, the bad side's coming out because of the stressful situation that they're put under. Oh, like, you know, the evil theme park is making this man less of a family man and more of a bastardization of himself. I don't think it can be taken seriously with that, because it's just so poorly delivered. The acting's, like, okay sometimes, but for the most part it's pretty bad. Which just makes the delivery of, like, that hypothetical idea even worse. And the kids aren't affected, that's whatever, I guess. The kids are oblivious to fucking everything for some reason, so it's just him and his wife kind of going at each other from time to time it's it's so whack and then if the film doesn't want to be taken seriously i feel like it wanted to be it wanted to be like the room almost not literally like the room but something that has so bad that it's good value to it where it becomes somewhat of a pop culture like irony thing where like because there was like a line where it's like yeah like the dude jim got a turkey leg from one of the vendors and then he's talking to this woman which this woman is relevant, we'll get to her in a second. He's talking to this woman, and she's like, that's not actually a turkey leg, you know? He's like, what is it then? She's like, it's emu. And to me, that line sticks out, because it feels almost like they were trying to make some sort of a joke that, like, people could use in the real world. Like, oh, dude, I got a turkey leg at Disney World. <laughs> dude, that's not turkey, that's emu. And it's like, like how, um, like what, the the room has, like, what, plastic plastic forks or some shit like that? I don't, I don't know what it is. And then, or like how Birdemic has, like, hangers tied to it i don't just like weird shit like that i it felt like a poor use of my time and it was only an hour and a half long but fuck me i think it gets 
to be something at like an hour in and that's you know two-thirds of the film and then it ends and you're like what the fuck did i just watch so i mentioned this woman there's sort of this implication that she's like no it's not even an implication it's straight out said that she is a witch and it's just bizarre and jim has sex with her at one part she says this line that fucking killed me she says feel the inside of my vagina or something like that or like feel my vagina while she's like writing him and i thought that was so goddamn funny i just had to mention it on the podcast so this witch woman like abducts his daughter sarah like the latter half of the film and then he goes and saves her but there's no like consequence or like just desserts to anyone or anything because what i was looking out for i was like oh is i thought some sort of violence would happen like jim would lash out and maybe not hurt his family but he'd like fucking freak out on someone and like kill someone or something but there's none of that there's not even, like, a message that's, like, anti-Disney. It just so happens to be at Disney World because, like, of the vacation setting. There's, like, nothing of that. It's... Because, like, okay, Disney is creatively bankrupt right now. Uh, they're just turning everything into a cinematic universe, and it's just... I, I feel like I'm eating vomit when I watch some other films. But that's its own thing. I just wanted to toss that out there. But... I think the closest thing we get to some sort of like anti-Disney thing, I don't eh, is Jim gets abducted after he loses his daughter. That's when his daughter gets abducted and he gets abducted as well by like a scientist. And the scientist is like, you came here when you were younger, right, Jim? And he's like, what are you talking about? Like with your father, you came to the park with your father. And he's like, what are you talking about? And then this machine manifests like the, the you know, the Epcot orb, like the big fucking like Tesseract ball dodecahedron type looking thing that's outside of the epcot thing just go google it if you don't know what it is it kind of like manifests a smaller version around his head and then the doctor's like um yes we're scanning your imagination you quite an imagination you've got on you you're just like dw himself also something funny when the epcot orb is uh manifesting around jim's head he's like are you with disney but they censor it. it's like d and then they censor the thing and then it ends with like y it's so stupid i'm like okay they also like censor the name of neosporin they call it geosporin or something it's like it feels like a joke film it doesn't feel like it wanted to be taken seriously oh another thing speaking of jokes in the movie it's in black and white the whole time i I can't believe i failed to mention this already the film is black and white the entire time to add i guess some sort of like art to it like an art feeling to it but it's just it doesn't add anything to the film it doesn't make me more unnerved to see it in black and white anyway this doctor like scans his brain and then he leaves the room for a second, and then he gets out of his bindings by spraying Neosporin on the machine and breaking it. And then he uses, like, a taser thing to, like, shut a door on the doctor's head. And the doctor's head comes off, but he's a fucking robot the whole time. It's like, what? And that that moment when the doctor's head came off, and, like, that was, like, kind of a cool sequence, that is when I felt something in the movie, but that happens at, like, an hour in. Or so, you know, hour, ten minutes, whatever. That is the most exciting that this film got to me. And then after that, he's searching for his daughter, and it's just... <sighs> the bulk of this movie is him creeping after these two French girls, and just, I don't know, do, like, living vicariously, missing out on youth, being just a creepy old fucking guy, middle-aged dad creepo-type beat. I don't... <sighs> it's messy. It's all just so messy. I'm gonna mention this now, because I'm, I'm gonna very quickly wrap up my thoughts on this movie, because I'm running out of things to say... Because there's just... Anyway. There's a part in the film where his daughter gets knocked down by, like, this random kid. 
and she skins her knee and he's like oh no honey and then they go to the nurse at the disneyland or whatever and they patch her up they you know clean it off with disinfect it and then they put a band-aid on and he's talking to the nurse and she's like what about you sir are you okay i know your daughter's fine now but how about you any like flu-like symptoms and he's like no no i'm fine i take vitamin c and she's like okay well just got to make sure because there's like cat flu going around cat flu and he's like, all right, this is weird. So he, like, takes his daughter out. And then the nurse, like, when they leave the room, the nurse starts, like, breaks down crying. And it's just really, really weird. And it was like, okay, that was, like, a weird thing. Like, I don't know what dimension this exists where there's, like, a cat flu. But it's mildly funny, whatever. It was kind of like a throwaway thing at first. It comes back at the end. Because there's a part where one of the French girls spits on him because he doesn't want to go hang out with them. Because he, you know, he's kind of sobering up. He comes to his senses. He's like, I'm a family man. I can't go pal around with these underage French girls. She spits in his face for some reason. Then it comes back later to bite him in the ass, because after he delivers his daughter back to their hotel room after rescuing her from the witch, he starts violently shitting himself. And I, honestly, I thought the movie was going to end after he, like, drops his daughter off, maybe, like, get into bed and be like, okay, this is kind of like, this is like an ending that makes sense. Or something. But then he starts violently shitting himself, and then he starts throwing up. Except he's not vomiting, it's hairballs. And I was like, why is there hairballs? That's kind of, like, gross. I kind of like how gross that is. And then he, like, stops and he's like, cat flu. And I'm like, oh, this is fucking stupid, actually. Never mind. I was going to give it, like, credit for being, like, disturbing. Just because I was like, oh, that's gross. Like, a human spitting up a hairball. But he's like, oh, it's cat flu. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? And then he's, like, trying to take his vitamin C in desperation. And then he dies next to the hotel toilet. He, like, coughs up blood or something. And then there's, like, a Disney cleaning crew that comes in and, like, cleans him up the next morning. This is the ending of this film. When the doctor scanned his imagination earlier he shows jim a version of himself in like a black suit and like a fedora with like a different wife and a different daughter he has no son it's just him and his other wife and his daughter and he's like who is that and the doctor's like that's you jim that's an imagination version of yourself that you can't even see in your own brain so he's like what the hell so that's felt like another weird throwaway thing but that comes in at the end when the cleaners take away his body in a white van who pulls up to the hotel that his family was staying at other than Imagination Jim, the ideal, I don't know, perfect world Jim? And he pulls up with his family, and they check in, and that is the ending. And I don't know what anything that this movie was trying to say was. I have no clue. It's so vapid. Cinematography was okay, I'll say that, but there were a lot of ugly shots where you could obviously tell there were things were green screen, so this movie felt, like, super sloppy. It... It's a spectacle only in the fact that you're watching it because it was illegally filmed at Disney World. I can say the most, like, narrative thing it has to say for itself is maybe, like, the gym that we watched throughout the film had to die so that imagination gym could live. I don't know. It seemed maybe fake deep. It just smells like a lot of fake deep to me. Just a lot of weird ideas and a lot of fake deep. So, it's a mess. Go watch it if you want to waste a good chunk of time. Then just see what all the hubbub is about. Nobody talks about this film enough, which is fine. There's nothing to talk about because this movie has nothing. Like I said, I feel like it wants to be one of those like ironic things that people talk about, but it's, it doesn't. It just doesn't have enough to it. There's not enough meat on them bones. Regardless, those are my thoughts on Escape from Tomorrow. Very whack ass fucking film to start the year off with. Thank you to my friend KDP for recommending it to me. I appreciate it, but it was stinky and I hated it. Before I, you know, give the old outro, I would like to say this is probably my last episode that I'm going to be putting out on Podomatic, my former podcast host. 
I think I'm going to be switching over to Anchor.fm. I'm going to bring all the old episodes in, and then for the rest, you know, going forward, I'm going to be using Anchor.fm. I apologize, Podomatic, you were good to me, but I feel like you're a little too antiquated, a little too uh, old. I know you have an app and all that, but the website interface is really bad, and there's also, like, storage limits that I was going to have to probably face and work around in the future. I don't really fuck with that, so I'm sorry. To my viewers, I, you know, I'll make a tweet and stuff like that. Uh, I'll be... Making it known, I'll be using Anchor.fm in the future. Just wanted to give a heads up. Thank you, Podomatic, but sorry, Anchor.fm. It's kind of sexy. So, thank you for, you know, listening in. I was slash am your host, Cortez. Thank you for joining me this evening. I hope you all have a wonderful night.